0: Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Danielle
1: McCartan. Sports Radio,
2: 1019
3: FM. The Fan, W-F-A-N. Good early evening to you, New York sports fans. I'm Daniel McCartan. McCartan before midnight and after the SEC. I'll be talking all things New York sports with you right up till 10 p.m on the short show here in New York City and beyond. Whatever you're doing at the moment, appreciate you tuning into the show right now throughout the rest of the evening, whether that be on your car radio, streaming from WFAN.com, or on the free Odyssey app. And of course, we're here in the Big Apple. And Paul Rosenberg and I are coming to you live from the Carton and Roberts studio here in Lower Manhattan. Go ahead, start dialing at 877-337-6666. I do want to get to calls like pretty much right away. On this big news, Saturday night, it's been, I don't know, just about 24 hours. And there are 83 days left until spring training. The hot stove around here just reached a fever pitch. Have you heard? Have you heard the news? Jacob deGrom is no longer a New York Met, but a Texas Ranger. Of course you heard. It was the first real impactful movement in this 2023 Baseball season's free agency, I'd say. And right after the news dropped last night, I'm talking like 24 hours ago, uh, I took to Twitter and I put up one of my trusty polls at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N, and I wanted to check in on the Mets faithful. And all I asked was, how you feeling, Mets fans, or something to that effect. And uh, I gave you two choices. A was, let him go, I'm good. And choice B was, I'm distraught. Well, 23.7% of those that voted, those Mets fans that voted, said that they were distraught. And I would say 23.7% of those Mets fans need to see the light. I get it. You're upset. Because this guy was your homegrown guy, came up through the Las Vegas system when they were still out there so long ago. I mean, how could they do that to the homegrown guy? I get it. So you're upset about that. He was your Met. He was your favorite player. He was your guy. Then I get it. You're disappointed because your guy, Jacob deGrom, didn't even give the Mets a chance to counter or to come back with this or, 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 or to top what the Texas Rangers offered. Disappointed. I get it. But you know what? Ultimately, that's a good thing because the Texas Rangers were desperate. And in life, there is no competing with desperation. And then there's the anger. The anger, which I don't understand that. I saw an article on our site, WFAN.com. With some quotes from, from Evan Roberts, which kind of really just made me shake my head. And, and Evan said, here's the quote. He said, maybe the Mets shouldn't have sat there with their fingers up there. Can I say the A word? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. So the quote from Evan says, maybe the Mets shouldn't have sat there with their fingers up their ass, not being aggressive in negotiating. What a concept. I don't trust this franchise anymore. Why should we, with the way this was handled? You had a franchise icon and you effed it up. That from Evan Roberts. Evan, you're the man. But these fandom takes could not be any more off base. Listen, I get it. He's the homegrown guy. And when he is right, he is the most dominant pitcher in the game of baseball. Probably in my lifetime that I've seen. And I could, you know, I could remember. But A, Jacob DeGrom won exactly five games for the Mets last season. 5. He was responsible directly for 5 of the 101 total wins. 5 of them. So when it boils down to it and you look at it objectively, 5 wins that's easily replaceable. B. And that goes hand in hand with this point. Like you can't even count on Jacob deGrom to take the ball every fifth day. I mean, he pitched Sixty-four and a third innings last year, and and I think, uh who did I? I saw it on Twitter as I was running out the door to come here tonight. But there, Edwin, Diaz, somebody tweeted that Edwin Diaz pitched only two more innings than Jacob Degrom did. Is that true? I could verify that real quickly. But sixty-two and a thirds innings last year, ninety-two innings the year before that, and he's made just 26 starts over the last two seasons combined. I mean, of course, as I said, this goes hand in hand. Maybe he wins more games if he pitches more often. Fine, but show me that. Jacob deGrom has not been able to stay on the mound. Scapula, forearm, back, side, oblique, elbow, ulnar nerve surgery, rotator cuff. I mean, it's always something with this guy. Always. And I understand. He is the most dominant pitcher in baseball when he pitches. Herein lies the problem. 26 starts over the past two seasons. That's like 13 each. Come on. And then you have to understand, from an objective point of view, everything's bigger in Texas. Texas including the mistakes. You mean to tell me objectively that you would have gladly taken Jacob DeGrom on your team until he turns 40 at that money? It's a huge mistake. He's a huge liability. Well, eventually will be a huge liability, maybe even starting next season. Who knows? And you should be happy that the Mets, to use your words, Sat there with their fingers up their ass. Fandom aside, this was the right move. This was the right move. You know, the, the Mets know Jacob deGrom's medicals better than anyone. And they were pretty steadfast in saying that they were going no longer than, than three years. At, what, $40 million a year. Which is still a lot for a guy that doesn't really pitch all too often. But the Mets... Again, know the medicals. They know the history. And they were going no longer than three years. Maybe if it was a fourth, maybe you could see it. But think about that. You know what? I, I would I would spin this and I would say, you know what? Good for the Mets. Good for the Mets' ownership for not going outside of their means to bring back, in, in my opinion, is a boom or a bust guy. Homegrown or not. So, Evan, you're the man, I understand, but if you just step back and look at it, this was a good move. This was a good strategic move for the New York Mets. I get it, the homegrown guy, the nostalgia factor of it all, but step back and look. I understand, you know, the two Cy Young, I I get it. I get it. But also, I go back to the poll I posted last night. 72.7, 72.7, to be exact, percent of the voters in the poll said that they were fine with with Jacob deGrom hightailing it out of here. And, and maybe that was, I should do a, 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 a Howie Rose he rose out of here, hightailing it out of here. And as sucky as that is, that's where my vote would have gone. 72.7% of the voters in my poll we're logical. We're level-headed, and said, "You know what? For five years, at that price, see ya." And 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 I think about the Mets because I saw that the the Atlanta Braves were you know last week the Atlanta Braves were in on him, and, and and of course there were other teams of course, but Atlanta Braves would have scared me because obviously they reside in the same division. So this where he ended up. With the Texas Rangers. Best case scenario for the Mets, for sure. And to throw a little New York flavor in this, for the Yankees as well, you got Jacob deGrom on an American League team that finished 38 games behind the Astros in the AL West. AL West is a two-team race every every year. It's either the Houston Astros and and... Basically that's what it has been dominant, and all of a sudden here come the Seattle Mariners. I mean, the Texas Rangers fell even farther in line in that division than behind the Angels. Behind the Angels. So, you know what? It's good for the Mets and it's good for the Yankees that they did not that that, that Jacob DeGrom did not end up in the AL East or the NL East. Arlington, Texas might as well be, well, I don't know. Siberia, baseball, Siberia. Who cares about that irrelevant team? And again, at least Jacob DeGrom is not pitching for a division rival for either of our two teams. So it's a win-win. And yeah, I'll lean into it. People are very upset about him gone. I get it. He, he's your favorite player. You know, he's, when you look at, at that Pitching rotation that 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 photo with all the the guys on there you know the Steven Matz's, the Bartolo Colon's the the uh, Noah Syndergaard and, and and you would and Matt Harvey of course and you look at that photo and you're like wow you cross them all off I saw this on Twitter earlier today somebody went in and crossed them all off Jacob Degrom was the last guy standing at of that whole bunch so while it was you know it, it was a good move for Jacob Degrom. Because at his age and with his injury history, you know he, he's on a deal that you're like, wow, man, he got a five year deal with a sixth, a you know, club option for a sixth. At that age with that injury history, wow, good for him. And 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 I hate to say this, right, but that money that was earmarked for him in the Mets organization can now go elsewhere, because if you really. Take a look at this Mets team. It's not just one piece away. I know they won 101 games. But when you look at the collapse that they had in the postseason, they couldn't hit. And their bullpen was was, was shoddy at best. So you've, you've gone and, and you've locked up Edwin Diaz for, for the foreseeable future, which was the correct move. The best closer in baseball. Now you've got a rotation, a pitching rotation of, of just... Four guys on the roster right now, just four. You need five, obviously. So you're down a guy in the rotation. You need to bolster your bullpen. When the Mets tell you that they are going to look internally to fill that DH position, oh, my God. Awful, please don't. And, and you know, Brendan Nemo is he going to be gone? Are you going to be, need to look for a center fielder? Can Starling Marte play there? I mean, there's a lot more variables than meets the eye for this Mets team. So while it's a good move for Jacob DeGrom and himself individually as a human being, you know, going there, getting his money, getting his years, which I think it was most important to him, it's also a good move for the Mets who, if I had to venture to guess, I would say in and around that Mets facility, there was kind of like, I would think, a collective exhale of like, okay, we got blown out of the water on this guy. Okay, now, you know, we can use this money for something else or somebody else. DeGrom is a Texas Ranger because guess what? They're the only team dumb enough to pay him until he's 39, maybe even 40. Let him go. It's it's time to let go. It's time to find your next guy. And the Mets are in a really good situation because their next guy is Max Scherzer, who, who is a starter, you know, the, the opening day starter on, on how many teams across the league? Most of them. So, it's a win-win for both sides. As, as emotional as it is to, to feel it and to understand it now, just 24 hours removed from that notification that came through, I actually thought it was fake news. I thought DeGrom would be back, but... uh as I checked, because uh, you know everybody's got a blue check on Twitter nowadays. You pay eight dollars, you get a blue check. But as I investigated a little bit farther, oh no, it was it was real news. It was not fake news. It was real news. Jacob Degrom is a Texas Ranger. So it's um, it's now time for the Mets to take care of their own. Look at the starting pitching rotation as of right now. It's Max Scherzer, Carlos Carrasco, and then what? David Peterson, then Tyler McGill. It's not going to cut it. They don't even have a full rotation. So where where is the pivot? What is next for the Mets? Don't worry. I'm Daniel McCartan on WFAN Radio, and I have got you covered. I've done extensive research. I have it right in front of me, of course. And I want you to tell me your thoughts. Of course, at 877-337-6666.
0: We need your second opinion. <laughs> Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com.
3: for midnight here on The Fan in New York City. Um, definitely want to get right to your calls, 877-337-6666 on this Jacob deGrom news. About 24 hours ago, it broke that he is going to be a Texas Ranger, not a New York Met for the rest of his career. Um, I did want to offer up solutions here. Of course, that's that's how I operate. Uh, I, I I am solution-based always in, like, in life, so Uh, You know, Steve Cohen, of course, weighed in on the DeGrom decision. He said, quote, I wish him well. He has the right to choose his team. Now this team has to move on to the next thing. Um, Honestly, like I said before, there's probably a little bit of relief inside that Mets front office that the Rangers totally blew them out of the water for the aging, oft-injured pitcher. And I bet there is a little relief in thought of, good, now we can do some other things with the money rather than blowing it on a bad contract underground. So what's plan B? Okay, well, the starting pitching rotation, you know, is where that money needs to be allocated right away. The Mets have four guys right now listed as starting pitchers. It's obviously not enough. Andy Martino said that the Mets want to come away with two free agent starting pitchers. One from the Verlander and Rodon bracket, and one from from the mid-rotation bracket. Haney, Gibson, Walker, Stripling, Quintana, Ingus, whatever. I'll, I'll also throw some names in there too, but Um, uh, I would love a reunification with Chris Bassett, but I did see uh, coming on the show tonight that he is looking for longer than three years. I still kind of think he would do it. Uh, He showed you that he absolutely can pitch here in New York. So I I have looked at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different pitchers that the Mets may or may not have been linked to. Um, Chris Bassett, not being one of those nine, I would go with Chris Bassett and I would go with Kodai Senga. To round out that rotation. Uh, the Mets already have their ace in the hole. There is no need to overspend on Verlander or Rodon. And to me, it's not worth it. A, I'm weary of a drop-off for any pitcher that leaves Houston. I mean, the Yankees had a front-row seat for that and Garrett Cole. And I've also seen the tweets that the, say the Mets have been enamored with Verlander. I hope that's just fake news and, and posturing. And B, I mean, you said DeGrom is injury-prone. Rodon is like a mirror image. He's great when he's on the mound. But to get on the mound, I mean, I know the Mets talked with him on Zoom this past week. Rodon, the injury history, sprained wrist in 2016, biceps bursitis in 2017. This is Rodon. Shoulder inflammation when he returned in 2017 that bled into the 2018 season. Tommy John surgery ended his 2019 after just seven starts. Since then, it's been an elbow, a hand, a shoulder, and these mystery illnesses. I mean, can he take the heat of New York? I don't think so. And ultimately, you have to ask yourself is it worth it to just throw all this money at one of these top two guys? I say no. The Mets are positioned where they have their ace, Scherzer. And I advise against a panic button move, which would be a Verlander or a Rodon. Neither of them are the final piece for the Mets, who still have more holes to plug. So give me, you know, for Verlander money, give me Bassett or Tyone then Senga and Josh Bell for that money. That, I think, makes the Mets a better team. 877-337-6666. Again, and the names that I did look up and and, and study are Rodon, Verlander, Ivaldi, Tyone, Senga, Haney, Walker, Quintana, and Stripling. Those are the guys that, that I looked at. Maybe there's someone that I don't know about, maybe, that would be interested in looking at. But give me Basseter, Tyone, plus... Uh, Kodai Senga plus Josh Bell for Verlander money that makes the Mets a better team all right to the phones we go uh Linda in Forest Hills you were up first here on the fan go ahead Linda how are you Danielle I'm great how are you well
4: um (laughs) uh I think I've today reached the numb portion of the grieving process yes oh wow um you know, as far as Jake is concerned, um, I think the writing was on the wall back in spring training. I mean, if you didn't think that after he announced he was opting out mm-hmm. uh, in, right there in spring training, um, I did I did initially think, well, you know, it's his right to opt out and test free agency because he just wants his to get his bag. Mm-hmm. Well, he got his bag finally got his bag but yeah you're going to you're going to rot in uh, arlington
3: i mean yes <sighs> true i mean but he's going to get paid until he's 40 years old potentially 39 40 years old so i mean right. you can't blame him the mets weren't going to do it and you know what it's good that the mets didn't do it because given his injury history and the amount of innings that he's had on that mound over the past two seasons it is just flat out not worth it
4: well yeah i am I'm, I'm slowly coming around to that thought uh but yeah as you were saying no now comes now comes the pivot to yep. where you know what I've spoken to you about my my feelings and opinion on Billy Epler, mm-hmm. how I don't trust him when right. it comes to evaluating
3: talent me
4: neither when it when it doesn't have to do but it doesn't have anything to do with Steve's money,
3: mm-hmm.
4: now, you know, now is where he's going to show his mettle because, yeah, he's going to have to pivot and he's going to have to find Jake's replacement now. Now, I realize you can't completely 100% replace no a talent exactly. like Jake when he's absolutely on. Yep. But, yeah, I hear people saying, oh, well, they won 101 games without him. Well, now he's tasked with with either staying the course or getting them better, and part of that has to come not only now with with pitching, but yeah, with hitting as well, because like you said, they have a lot of holes to fill. They
3: do, and and, and I saw in report. And thanks, Linda, for the call. First of all, I don't. I, again, let let me reiterate. I like Linda. Do not trust Billy Epler to make the decision moving forward, um, but. That's why I'm doing the homework for him. I'm literally doing the work for you, Billy Epler. Okay? But you look at this Mets team, and, and you look at the, the catcher's position, and, you, and I saw the report that the, uh, that, the that the Rangers were interested in, in James McCann. Take him. Go ahead. Take him. Take him. Oh, my God. That would be fantastic if they took him, too. Give it to him. Sure. Yes. Get him on the phone. Would you like? Oh, he's great. McCann. He's great. He's, he's, he's caught Jacob DeGrom. Beautiful. Take him. Because then that opens up the door for Wilson Contreras. The Mets are a bat short, power bat short, and of course now a piece or two in the rotation short, and they're also short in the in the in their in the bullpen. So yeah, they have lots of holes to fill. But give me a combo of Bassett or, or Tyone plus Senga plus Josh Bell, The Mets are right back in business, right back in business. Larry and Bayport, you're up next here on the fan.
2: Danielle, how are you doing? Great. How are you, Larry? Uh, I'm doing okay. Maybe I'm a different person, but I'm really not upset. Nope. Because he was hardly out there. He was hurt constantly, Mm -hmm. and he wanted to leave from day one. Okay? And the Mets did offer him three years for 120, and I'm happy that Cohen didn't give him more. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. Yes. All right. Um, I don't know how you feel about Nemo. All
3: right. I think he should be back. I think Nemo is a fantastic player. I I, I love everything that oh, he absolutely. brings. Um, but not for 150 million dollars. No. Oh, what
2: is it? He's a horrible outfielder. A little better this year.
3: I wouldn't okay. say horrible. No, he's above average in the outfield with his well, glove.
2: Maybe I'm overreacting. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, what what does he really do? He walks. He goes to, you know, he walks really fast to the base. Okay. <laughs> so it's a big smile. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he walks really fast. Yes. He speed walks down to first base.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, they got some holes to fill.
3: Yeah, but, um, but you got. There was
2: you, one quick jet point yeah, but, I wanted to ask you. Of course, but let me, um, let me just comment on
3: the Brandon Nimmo thing. Brandon Nimmo now should be pivot and, and pivot and have, you know, one A on a starting pitcher, a mid tier guy. That's right. fine for me for the Mets. And um and, and Brandon Nimmo on the, and, and one B. I think I think he is he should be a Met for life. I
2: would like to get both cards in here.
3: Yeah, he'd be a good one too, but we'll see. I don't know about yeah, that.
2: Yeah, of everything.
3: <laughs> I think I think uh Effa and um
2: Cohen's doing good. They did a good job with this uh, DeGrom thing.
3: I think they did. I, they they are to be commended for this DeGrom thing. And your Jets point? Yeah.
2: Um, the Jet point is, if Mike White yeah. takes us to the playoffs, mm-hmm. would you have him start next year?
3: Well, he's going to be a unrestricted free agent next year. So I guess the first question is, are you bringing him back next year? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say yes, bring him back, one, A. And... B, I don't know if I'd have him start because I would like to see a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo run this system, who's also a free agent. Um, I think I don't know. I just Jimmy think the Jets need the most. I don't know. I mean, Trey Lance. They drafted his replacement, and he, then he got hurt. Yeah. I feel I don't know. If I was Jimmy Garoppolo, I'd feel pretty disrespected by the 49ers every single year.
2: Because yeah, I'm not a Zach Wilson guy. Yeah. A oh, huge trouble with. In college. Okay. And, you know, now it leads to now. So, but what are you going to do? It was great talking to you and have a good night.
3: You too, Larry. And thanks for the call there. I appreciate that. Listen, Steve Cohen, I mean, as much as it hurts to see Jacob DeGrom leave, Steve Cohen and Billy Epler deserve to be commended for not chasing on the DeGrom deal. Five years with the six year club option. That could be up to, worth up to $222 million? That is ridiculous. Good riddance. Good luck, Texas Rangers. Louie in Sheldon, Connecticut. You're up on the fan, Louie. Hey,
1: Danielle. It's uh, great to be on the show. And thanks I've for I've tweeted a couple times, but I'm finally able to get in and All call. Right. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think getting, getting rid of the ground was a really, really good decision.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I feel like the Mets, as a franchise, have had a history of, you know, having their eyes on big, on big names. And then when they get to them, they kind of crash and burn, you know, then we wonder why we haven't won a world series since 86. But, um, I really think that whatever the Mets do, they need to focus on, like you said, focus on the future. And if you look at last season, even when a lot of, you know, guys like Degrom and other guys were out, I mean, we performed really well as a team. So, um, again, thanks for taking my call. And, uh, Awesome show, as
3: always. Yeah, thanks so. for making it there, Luis. So, yeah, you look at, again, because, again, that's another good point. They, DeGrom was out for how long? The Mets were just fine. Again, he won five games for them last season. Five. You mean to tell me that they can't find somebody to win five games in his in his place? And I get it. If he were to pitch, you know, more, he would win more games. But that is the problem. He's not out there often. So five games? Five wins? Come on. I think his final record for, on the season were, were uh, was five and four. Mid mediocre in terms of the bottom line. If we're being really honest with ourselves.
5: Can I defend Jake for a second? Only for <laughs> Go on, ahead. On, on, only, no, he's
3: a great pitcher. I'm only, not getting wrong. Get he long. won
5: I I've seen the five game thing. That that's that's somewhat misleading. He's did t- he started eleven games, so he won over half his starts. So that, that that's the first thing, and again, 11. right? I'm, I'm, I know, I know, but everyone can get hurt. Everyone can get hurt. If Aaron Judge got hurt this season, then the bet on himself doesn't work, and he's not, and he's a you know, he's an idiot for, idiot for turning down thirty-seven million dollars, right? So injuries happen. Again, I don't think the deal for the Mets made sense at that much money, and we spoke about this. Like forty million for that is a lot, but I again, if you're if you're a, if you're a real Mets fan. This is just, this is a gut punch, that's all. It is. It's, it's a, it, and, and I know people, if you want to look at it objectively, not with a fan lens on, but, but it's tough because emotion does play a factor if you're a fan of teams, right? So emotion plays a factor. He's the best Met I've ever seen in my life. He's the best Met of the past 30 years, sure. and it's not close. Sure. And this is why it's, it's mixed feelings. I wouldn't go as far as what Evan said earlier, <laughs> that, the, that I, I wouldn't say that, yep. but I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, I, I understand where he's coming from because when he uh, – he is the best pitcher in the game when he's healthy, right? And that's, uh, that's always the, the – when it. he's healthy. For me, it's now you have a ton of money, and this is the first real test for Steve Cohen and Billy Epler to placate the Mets fans yep. and the fan base, and what is he going to do? He's gonna get Verlander or Radon, I'm sure of it. I hope not. I think, but they need someone. They're now, now they need bodies. I don't think Bassett will be back. I think fans hate Bassett for what he did for talking before the playoff game, spitting the bit in Atlanta, did garbage against the Padres. He's he's not meant for New York. People who aren't meant for New York, Chris Bassett, not meant for New York.
3: Well, then give me Tyone and Senga. That
5: that's fine, but and that's another issue. We're now replacing an ace with middle of the rotation guys. And that's the, uh, a,
3: unless but, we're exploring a the bat, trade market. But adding a bat on the back end of it, okay, Josh okay. Bell or Wilson Contreras. I mean, then, then, it's then.
5: gonna for for Met fans to be happy. It's tr- trying to get Trey Turner, trying to get Trey Turner, or the, I mean, the pie the pie in the sky thing is opening a dialogue with Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge is the perfect fit for this team. I've been saying it for the past two months, yep. even before the Grom oh, yeah. left. You have a lot of money. He's not going to—I can't imagine he would do it, but you have to talk to him. Yep. The Mets have to talk to him. I don't want to—I don't care that him and—that uh, Steve Cohen and Hal Steinbrenner have a handshake agreement not to take each other's guys. Yeah, That's nah. BS. That's garbage. Yep. Because if he was wearing any other jersey last year, mm-hmm. the Mets are going after Aaron Judge. Yep. The jersey should not matter. Go after him. He's, it'll take a miracle to get him, but you have to at least open the dialogue and say, all right, you know what? I want to talk to you. I want to get you in a room. I want to sit you down, and I want to see what's in your head and kind of see what it would take to get you to cross into Queens. I don't think it would happen. I think it's Yankees or the Giants. I, I, I think that's clear, but you have to at least throw it out there. And try. You have you you have to know. Yes, because maybe he gets in a room, and maybe Steve Cohen and Billy Epler and Pete Alonzo and, and Lindor and this young core that the Mets have are really like, you know what? You are a missing piece. That, yeah. Because he would be the missing piece. Yeah, he would be. And it's, well, he'd be one of the missing pieces because mm-hmm. we're still missing top of the rotation starter now if save Scherzer. But that's the issue. So that, so yep. this is a big, big, big test for the Mets front
3: office. Yeah, of course it is. And and I unfortunately, I, I, and and you've been here when I've talked about it. I do not trust Billy Epler to get it done. Should we do more calls or go right to a break here? We need to go to a break. Okay. Uh, of course, more of your calls on on how to replace, and I use air quotes there, replace Jacob deGrom in the rotation for the New York Mets. What would placate Mets fans? Would you sign up for a Bassett slash Tyone plus Senga plus Josh Bell for Verlander money? Sign me up, man. I'm doing it. Verlander, do not trust him. I don't trust him. And you thought Jacob deGrom's injury history was long and, and convoluted? Go ahead and take a look at Carlos Rodones. I'm Danielle McCartan with you till 10 here on The Fan.
0: Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
3: Welcome back to McCartan Before Midnight here on The Fan in New York City. A short show after this SEC championship game. And between uh, me and uh, Ricky Ricardo here. Ricky Ricardo is coming your way at 10. It's been all Jacob deGrom, all New York Mets talk tonight, which is fantastic, which is fine. I did want to talk some, you know, at least give my predictions for the Giants and for the Jets coming up as well. So all of those calls at 877-337-6666. And of course, uh, Paul brought up uh, Aaron Judge and how he would be a perfect perfect fit for the New York Mets. I completely and totally agree. In the order that you called, Greg and East. I slip you up next here on the fan, Greg. Go ahead.
2: Danielle, I have to say, I, I was starting to get comfortable with this, and listening to your solution actually makes me feel so much worse than I did before. You put on your GM hat. Are you trading Tanga and Bell for Degrom? Come on, uh, that that solution is horrible. It makes me feel worse. Really? So, Scherzer, so who's going who, to play Kate? Who's going to when we Kate needed them? Greg, who's going to play Kate? You. Him, All right, which pitcher?
3: Which pitcher is going to play Kate? You.
2: Degrom. And okay, but, that's, but, but Greg, that this is the best move the Mets made.
6: Greg, we got to operate in reality here. Move. The Mets are not we giving Jacob DeGrom move.
3: five years and $222 million. So let's operate in but, reality. Which player so on the market about, is going to play i about
6: the fifth year in year five. How about and year four? How about, money, year How about year three? How about year three and four? Have
2: had the He's going to be injured next have year. And oh. Why couldn't we keep DeGrom and Tyne Bell? Because that is too much money. You're not going to be able to do that. You just can't do it, Greg. And look at look what look what Scherzer did for us in the two times we needed him. Failed. Both times. Hmm. So I think we're much worse off right now. Okay. Unless we get so, Turner. Unless we get Bell. Unless we get whoever we now to Oh, so Turner and Bell get. are all of
3: a sudden pitchers. Oh, I understand. Okay, I got you now. Well, you can't replace the Grand. Oh, no one said, said you're going point. to. No one said you're going you to. Can.
2: So, but, so we are worse off without him, and the Mets didn't do anything to keep him.
6: Yes, I think they offered the him point. three
3: years and $120, $40 million, dollars, whatever it was. I they know the it's medical's it's, on the guy. They're not going to where, five where years. That, that should tell you where, where something there? there, Greg.
2: Where was that out there that the Mets made that year offer at $40 million each? each? Where, where is that out there?
6: Google it. Joe Sherman, they like all at it. All of them. All and of them. Saying Greg, that we're, you're not
3: listening here, man. You're not listening. You don't want to hear it the Mets made an offer and he hung up i didn't do that everybody he did it he's not listening go ahead and google it the Mets made a 3 year offer worth 100 and what 20 or 40 million dollars okay and guess what they know the medicals on Jacob Degrom. They weren't going more than four. They you know, three years. They weren't going to four. They weren't going to five. Worry about that when you get to it. Oh, that's fine. Great. Yeah, I'll, I'll be taking the phone calls next year about how they gave the multi-million dollar contract to this bum Jacob Degrom, who's never out there. He doesn't pitch. Of course, they offered him big money. He wasn't going to. You know, he wasn't going to be out there as soon as they gave it to him. I mean, really, what are you saying to yourself? You. you, you You're operating in in, in a false reality. If you think that you're going to go, who's the solution? Oh, Jacob DeGrom. Well, he's gone. He left you. Get over it. Figure out a different way. I didn't say replace him. There is no replacing him. But you look at the guys that are available. I'm staying away from Rondon. He's got more injuries than Jacob DeGrom does in his couple years that he's been here and in the league. Justin Verlander, $45.3 million AAV for a two-year contract. And a guy that pitched in Houston, and you know what happens when those guys leave Houston, those pitchers, and what happens to them. How can you top a year that he had last year? You can't. So, no, I'm staying away from those guys, and I'm looking at a bat. Because guess what the Mets need? A bat. Whether that's Wilson Contreras or Josh Bell. or How about a bullpen? Come on, man. Got to operate in reality. Jacob Degrom is gone. He's not coming back. Now figure out in Plan B. What's your plan? You ever gave me a plan? You hung up. I didn't hang up on you. You don't even have a plan. Your plan was Jacob Degrom, man. You're living in a false reality. I'll tell you that much. Oh, Matt in Fairfield, you're up on the fan.
0: How you doing, Danielle? I just want to say you're you're one of the best on the fan, without a doubt. Thank uh, you. One of my favorites. Thank you. Um, I wanted to shift gears a little bit to this, this whole Aaron Judge thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I've had tickets, luckily, you know, since 1998. My dad mm-hmm. had them, and you know, we, we, we've that was a great year to get them. But uh, yeah, we've had them for a while, and the Yanks are like everything to me. But listen, I mean, we gave that we made a $300 million offer already. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy doesn't hit in the playoffs. He does. I mean, look, I love him. I sit right behind him in right field. We love the guy, but doesn't hit in the playoffs. I mean, if you want to go to San Francisco and be Jeff Kent, we'll watch your fly balls. They're not going to get out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. The bottom line is, what do what do, you, what, do we, what does he want from us? Well, I
3: mean, I think it's the same it, thing. They're that,
0: saying nine years now. Yeah,
3: nine I, years. Exactly. I think it was the same thing that he wanted the first time around. Last time the Yankees went through this with him, it's the number of years. He doesn't want to have to do this again. And if it takes I, nine years for a guy like Aaron Judge, I, I'm sorry. I'm doing it, Matt. I am. Make no, him a DH. No, and I'm, I'm not, not doing it, but what's taking so long? Like, yeah, I don't know. If, I mean,
0: listen, if you come here. You'll be the captain. We're going to pay you what you're worth. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a BS deal on opening day. It just was. It, that, that deal should have been offered to him three years before. It really should have. Yeah. After his rook, When he hit, like, 50 home runs in his rookie year, that's when you make the guy a nice offer. You yep. don't make it to Aaron Hicks.
3: Yep, That's what you do. Exactly. And, and you don't so. spend $50 million to bring in uh, 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 Donaldson and IKF. I mean, that's money that's earmarked for me. If I'm oh, sitting in Aaron Judge's cleats, I'm like, wait a second, $50 million? Well, it wasn't that supposed to go to me? You can't cry that you're a poverty franchise here. You don't want to go over the luxury tax and then offer these two bums $50 million to come and play here.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Listen, the other thing is, you let him go, you don't, you don't match it, and I mean, who who are you filling? Who are you filling these spots with? Mm-hmm. We don't. I mean, he's this, he's all of our offensive production. Yeah, so, I know. I mean, you know, we kind of, we kind of, we kind of have to sign him yep. from a marketing standpoint, from everything. Yep. And you know, there's going to be dead money at the end of end of that contract. Of course. You know, and same thing with the Texas Rangers with Jacob Degrom. I mean. That contract is going to look horrible in two years. Maybe you get two great years out of him. Maybe.
3: Maybe. So Maybe. Matt, thanks for the call there. Maybe. And and again, my solution for Aaron Judge is to front load the contract so that it makes him a little bit more palatable to either, you know, have a $25 million DH or $27 million DH at the end, because that's what Stanton's making, by the way, or uh, or, or, or trade him. Inflation 10 years from now, that's going to be nothing the way that's going Uh, Let's go to Matt and Laurelton. You're up next here on The Fan.
1: Uh, Yeah, I just want to talk about Jacob DeGrom. Sure. It's like you guys are on it uh, pretty hardcore tonight. Uh, I'm a Mets fan. I've been so uh, my entire life. And um, I just want to say Jacob DeGrom was a really good pitcher for us. I'm really happy that he's getting his money, and I'm happy for everything he did for us. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want to overreact. I think that we're not in the Wolpon era anymore. And I just want to make every Mets fan – it's listening. Just realize that we're going to have the money to do whatever we need to do. Yep. And so far, Cohen's not done anything crazy or bad. And I think we should just let Degrom go. Thank you for everything you've done. Retire his number.
3: And, See, um, I don't even think that's think we're there. there. I don't think we're there. Retire his number. I mean, he didn't win anything with the Mets. He didn't win. He won two Cy Youngs. Uh, I think that's
1: uh, that's pretty an individual thing.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean. Oh yeah, no, just. Uh,
1: you only have three retired numbers. I think he's a little better
3: than Keith Hernandez. Uh, see Matt, this is this is a conversation I'm not ready to have yet. But if you ask me right now, I would say, No, you're not retiring. Jacob DeGrom's forty eight. You're just not. Ben and Queens, you're up next here on the fan. Hi
6: evening, Coach. Okay. Not the last call. Call it before that. Great points. Those were going to be where I was gonna go with the Grom. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's going to be to Evan real quick. Evan, wherever you are, right? you stole Coach's bit about taking the name off and just looking at the numbers and the years. And then you go and explode on Twitter, like you did about the Grom. That's where coach has you. If you took the Grom's name off and you, and you see the production, how much games and the wins, and then you hear the Mets gave this pitcher a, a, a three year, $120 million deal, and he turned it down, he would be singing a different tune. I will say that straight out. You take the Brahms name off. Take his name off. Mm-hmm. All right. Now look at his numbers, look at his wins, look at how many games he started. And you, and you tell you tell whoever you want to make the, uh, the decision that you offered them a three year one hundred twenty million dollars. Because that's
3: what that's what the offer down. was. That's what it was. Three <laughs> years, one hundred twenty million dollars. I mean, come on. I thought that's a very fair deal for Jacob Degrom. He turned it down because he got he got they got blown out of the water by the stupid Texas Rangers. Good,
6: exactly. Good. And and wait, uh, the caller before. The, that caller that I'm referring to, dude, It was it, last week, Jeff Passan and and Kirchin told you about this deal. It was all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I remember, I'm looking at it, and I'm telling my friend, you know, three years, 120000000 million, I'd take that deal, judging how my last couple of years went, and now we're here today. And, Je- and folks, this is me being reasonable, yes. because... USA lost. My Knicks fell apart in the third quarter. I saw, and my Rangers are getting blown out at home. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in the right sense of mind. I'm being sensible here. Okay, you could have all your love for a player, but you gotta you gotta factor business and economics into it. Yep. And for my fellow Yankee fans, this is what last caller, Al Judge. You're going to have to start thinking this way when it comes to them. with that. It's going to be some hard choices yep. here. Coach, thank you for the time. Now I'm going to get back to watching bad tackling in college football.
3: <laughs> I have it on TV too here, but Thanks for the call. I appreciate that. I've got Purdue and Michigan on in the studio here. Uh, Michigan. Well, Purdue hanging tough. 14-10 for now. Uh, to uh, number two ranked Michigan. Uh, but you know what? This whole Jacob DeGrom thing. Listen, you take the emotion out of it, as Ben was saying and alluding to. Once you take the emotion out of it, you've got a guy that is oft injured, you know, but but the best pitcher in baseball when he's on the mound, surgical, you know, the whole thing. But that's the problem. He's not on the mound often enough to, to elicit. Uh, I thought the Mets, three years, $120 million is what the offer allegedly was that they gave him that that they offered him I thought that was a fine deal He didn't even give him a chance to match it Texas Rangers called up and they said dude we got 5 years with a 6-year club option that could be worth up to 222 million You would bolt too there's no there's no state income tax in Texas He's getting all or most of it In New York forget about it In this area New York, New Jersey, Connecticut we're at a, a distinct disadvantage from the jump with that kind of stuff
5: Well and he didn't want to be here but that's clear. Even he didn't forget it, the fact that it was Texas, or for, he didn't give the Met, the Mets a chance to match the deal or even come close. He didn't want to be here. It doesn't matter where he went. He didn't want to be here. That's what. If the Mets fans are angry, you're kind of angry at the Grom because he didn't want to be here. He didn't want to finish the job. Mets fans are allowed to be upset about that. That that uh, they're allowed. You
3: are. He you did, are. It's an emotional thing. Yeah, I he, get it.
5: He didn't want to. He didn't want to be here. And again, this is an. If, if you're a fan of the Mets, this 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 is a tough one. This, this is a. And I think deep down inside, most Mets fans probably are happy they didn't sign him to that deal deep yes. down inside. But yes. it's going to take a while to get to that point.
3: Fine. To realize that. Then realize it. Realize it sooner rather than later.
5: Because, because again, like, this is not, you know, for for the Mets, this is a, a long time coming. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And we had a ace, DeGrom's the Grom's ace of the staff, and now, you know, now we don't have one. So that's... It, it, it this is a tough pill to swallow for Mets fans and it shouldn't it shouldn't uh, and it hopefully it won't be in the future obviously life goes on stuff happens he got paid good for him mm-hmm. right he got paid good for him i don't like hopefully he's healthy for the next 4 or 5 years hopefully and i think that if people are going to like what if the what if the rangers win a world series in 3 years does that does that de- is that deal okay with everyone and the answer, obviously, is yes. Because it doesn't matter what you pay the guy if he brings your team a World Series, then it's worth every penny. Yep. And that's the way it goes for everyone. Yep. For every team, if the if the Giants give the if the Giants give Judge four hundred fifty million over ten years, some ridiculous deal. If they win one World Series,
3: it's worth it. It's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Yep. Take notes, Go. New York Yankees. <laughs> All right. Uh, more of your calls, and this, again, this has been a fast show. Full we'll final segment. We'll wrap it up. I'll give you my Jets and Giants predictions as well. Uh, My my name is Daniel McCartan. I'm with you till 10 here on The Fan.
0: Let it rip. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
3: wanted to get right into this and more of your calls at 877-337-6666. This being two things. One, Tuesday night, if you plan on going to the Devils game, I'll be there. Blackhawks at Devils, 7 p.m. at The Rock. Look for me in my Marty Brodeur jersey. Um, Giants, real quickly, the elephant in the room is if Chase Young is going to play or not, make his 2022 season debut or not. Um, ACL, it's going to be a game-time decision, and that's a big one. But, you know, as you know, quickly on the Giants, the team seems to go as Saquon goes. In three of his last four games, he has not not topped three and a half yards per carry. The Giants, no surprise, have lost all of those games. Um, I just really look at Daniel Jones, the runner. Marcus Mariota had a field day last week. Commanders have a good pass rush. If Daniel Jones you know, feels it, steps up, and breaks off runs, that's fine. Uh, he only ran three times against the Cowboys, designed or not. So I'd like to see more of that from Daniel Jones. I'm going to pick against my model on this one. I think it's an overtime game. Graham Gano wins it for the Giants, 23-20. New York Giants, 23. Washington Commanders, 20. I'm quite pissed off that the games are both going to be at 1 o'clock, both the Giants and the Jets. They're finally both good, and they're both going to be out at 1 o'clock. I can't stand it. I mean, you mean to tell me the Giants, Commanders, and and, and their division rivalry game is not like a 4 o'clock material? I mean I could see Jets Minnesota staying at one, but um speaking of, you know, this whole show me a real defense when they play Minnesota next week that I've been getting on Twitter all week. Oh yeah, really? Okay. Well, one, at the time of the Bears Jets game, the Bears defense was ranked eighth in the league in passing yards per game allowed. The Vikings last. Mike White hit him up for three hundred and fifteen yards. Real defense, huh? Real defense, huh? Okay. Number two, the time of the Jets, Bears game. Bears defense only let up one and a half more points per game than the Vikings. Oh, real defense. Vikings got one. Bears don't. Three, time of that Bears-Jets game, Bears defense was ranked 14th in the league in court, uh, opponent quarterback rating against. the Vikings, 27th. Vikings defense, real deal. Show me Mike White against them. Call me crazy. I think this is a good matchup for the Jets. I think they've got also two corners that uh, match up very well against Thielen and Jefferson. You know, so uh, fast forward a little bit. Uh, again, I am going against the advice of my model for this week's prediction. I think I think the Jets win this. I'm taking the Jets to win on the last-second field goal by Greg the Leg. Jets 24, Vikings 21. Take that, Scold Nation. All right, so I'm predicting both the Jets and a Giants win. Two gritty wins that I'll have, unfortunately, to watch side by side and not full screen at one and full screen at four. They're both good. Wake up, NFL. Split them up. Matt at the Jersey Shore. You're up on the fan.
6: Recording in before
0: midnight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for getting me in before the end of the show. Hey, thanks for calling. Um, I have to tell you, I was giddy when I saw your tweets come in for the, for those scores. So <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited for tomorrow's Jets game. Obviously, uh, I, I want them to stick it to Kirk Cousins as any time they can. Um, looks like the team is getting behind Mike White, especially because even against the lowly Bears, we saw what an actual quarterback looks like. Uh, even just fundamental-wise, my simple question to you, because I know you're running out of time, what is it going to take for us to get out of the uh, Zach Wilson <laughs> uh, game? Because I, I can't take looking at him anymore, especially after the – the viral meme that went, uh, you know, with, with him standing on the sideline in the rain last week. I'll, I'll let you go. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend.
3: Yeah, thanks, Matt, for the call. Keeping it short there. Uh, what's it going to do take to get rid of Wilson, I guess, is the call? Uh, nothing, because after this season, he's the only quarterback listed on the Jets roster as, as of next season. So, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, he's going to be around. Did you And you saw a couple shots on the the Fox cam, I think it was Fox, right, that got him on the sideline. He was just, he looked disinterested in the rain, just sitting there like a bump on a log. And I did not like seeing that. I know they're only snapshots. I get it. But it's a bad, bad look when you've got four, four guys with hoods over their heads studying iPads. And Zach Wilson just with a hood over his head sitting straight up looking to the left, looking around. Not a good look. Not a good look. Kevin and Camden, the birthday boy. Kevin, happy birthday. Kevin, are you there? Oh no! Oh no, Kevin. He got on, and we got it. it's Kevin's birthday today. Kevin and Camden has been telling me about his birthday, and he's so excited to get on. So, Paul, if we can get him on back, you know, we'll get him back on real quick. All right, Sparky and Dobbs Ferry, you're up next here, Sparky. First of all, Coach, how's everything? Good, good. How are you? Oh, good. Um.
7: Now, as far as the DeGrom, if I were a Mets fan, I would be absolutely happy he's gone. Because you know what? Nothing for nothing. For all this stuff, the best pitcher in baseball, all this nonsense, when they needed him the most, he didn't come through. Mm. He wasn't there. Mm. You know, think about it. last two years if he was able to pitch, I think they would have won a division both years.
3: No, you can't say that because, I don't know, over the past two years, well, I mean, he, say, he did now, help. Maybe
7: not, Coach, maybe not this year, but I think the year before, I think they would have won. I don't you know.
3: know. I, I mean, listen, he was a great Met. When he was on the mound, he was great. Uh, the Mets and, had other um, problems in those years than just And them. as
7: far as, like, Verland, yeah. Forgetting just the fact about being from the Astros, that's scary enough. Yeah. But the idea that the guy's 40 years old. Yeah. I mean, you would think that they learned their lesson when they signed Scherzer. Because look at how Scherzer, towards the end of the year, he he wasn't that effective at the end of the year. And now, as far as Aaron Judge... The contract that you came up with a few weeks ago was yeah. the best. I the best offer, I think.
3: Yeah, and that was front load the front couple years of it, and then it makes him a little bit more affordable on the back end. I think I front-loaded what was it years for one through like five. The first I think. It was? Four. I think one four. The first four, yeah.
7: And then you had the last five at like twenty-five a year.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's most logical, most plausible. I mean.
7: He you needs know, the money now, also, anyway,
3: right? So give it to know, him now, that, and it makes him a little bit more um, what's that called? Uh, palatable for maybe another team or for the Yankees on the back end of that deal when he's not going to be yes, in the in the yeah. outfield every single day. Because
7: you know, think about it. The only in, of all the times you see players getting these long term contracts, the only player I've seen who basically played well throughout the contract was Derek Jeter.
3: Yeah, well, and even but you know what though? Even at the end of that. He he fell off at the end, too, let's be honest. Well,
7: he did a little, you know. He got hurt, but he still basically gave him a full contract, you know, which is a rarity, you know. And let's um, and just hope the Yanks, you know, get it together and do bring Judge back, though. Although the longer this stretches out, it's, like, more scary every day.
3: ha. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks for the call there, Sparky. Uh, and that's a great way to end it. We'll see what happens. And this was a short show tonight. I'll be back uh, next Saturday, the usual 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Nice four-hour show next week. Thanks to all the callers, the tweeters. Could not have done it tonight without you, to be honest. I love coming here and talking with each and every one of you. If we missed any portion of today's show, again, it's the Odyssey Rewind feature. Back to the start, which was 8 p.m. Great job, as always, to Paul Rosenberg behind the glass. Kevin Dexter, Lawrence. Kevin Dexter on the updates. Uh, We'll see you uh, next Saturday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. At Coach MCCARTAN on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. We'll keep the conversation going throughout the week. I just posted up my predictions. Take a look. Ricky Ricardo is up next right here on WFAN New York. Sports Radio 101.9 FM yeah,